For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Bam. Bam. Donald Thomas. What's going on, Donald? Man, this week is a huge, huge game for multiple reasons. Obviously, it's pre-wild card playoff game is what this is, right? This is win and you're in, lose, you're probably packing up and going home, right? And uh, what is your initial thoughts about this upcoming game uh, where the Indianapolis Colts will be hosting the Houston Texans. Biggest game of the year. Um, <clears throat> when you look at it from a standpoint of this is everything, this is comes down to win or go home. And so this is like the perfect storm created around this game for this to be the final game of the year, divisional um, opponent, same record, same consequence, same – everything's the same at, at, at stake. Um, you know, and it's just a showdown, man. It's just going to be a showdown. It's going to go down. It's going to be a very physical game. And I think it might go down to the wire, you know, being that it is a divisional game. It just makes it that much more um, – that much more physical and gritty and just – I don't see it being a runaway game. I think this thing is going to be a freaking slugfest. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to absolutely be a slugfest. We got a bunch of guys uh, on the injury report right now from both teams, and we're going to get into that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is still your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So we was kind of going over a little bit of the, the uh, practice injury reports uh, earlier in Houston. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank goodness they have C.J. Stroud back, all right, because, Wow. Talk about their list of guys. Granted, it is a walkthrough, but they, uh, you know, it was a walkthrough today on because we are recording on a Tuesday. But it's an estimation of what their participation would be for both these teams. And Will Anderson did not practice with an ankle. Beck did not practice with a calf. Noah Brown, their wide receiver, he didn't practice. Malik Collins not practicing, Jonathan Greenard not practicing, Sheldon Rankin's not practicing, Laramie Tunzel not practicing, Robert Woods not practicing. That entire Houston's team, like a third of their starters are not practicing. Now, I get, you know, normally a lot of you are like, oh, well, you know, that's just, it's Tuesday, you know, a lot of rest, dealing with with uh, bang-ups and injuries and things like that. 
but you got to also remember that a lot of these guys are really actually hurt that they've missed games like Tunzel and, and Greenard and, and, and Woods, you know, so we'll see how it folds out, but, oh, it's, it's not, it's not great for uh, the Texans. Um, what do you, when you see a practice report like that, an injury report, what goes through your mind? You know, I take it with a grain of salt. Um, <clears throat> a lot of things are are done to throw other the other team off when you look at injury reports. Um, so that's one, right? Two, this late in the season, um, there's not going to be one guy that doesn't feel something. And so if he's a veteran guy or if he's a guy that's of high, high value, he ain't playing or he ain't practicing two days after a game. So, you know, that's number two. Um, you know, three – you, you you just have to understand that that probably is not going to be the same case come Friday or, you know, when you got to give that final injury report in. So this early after a game, you can't look too much into that. Um, but at the same time, I do understand that there are guys that are banged up and probably will not play out of that list that you just named. And that is going to be a big um, plus for the Colts moving forward into this game. Um, but I can rest assured, rest you assured that, um, you know, they're going to have that, that, that list is going to shrink come closer to game time. Well, it's, I mean, it is a good possibility that it will shrink, obviously. Um, just like the Indianapolis Colts one, uh, they didn't have as many people not uh, on the not practicing side. Uh, but you know, Kelly, Lamons, uh, Nelson, they were the only ones that did not practice, all with ankle injuries. Good to see Kenny Moore back at a limited practice. Braden Smith at a limited practice because of his knee injury that he's been having dealing with, you know, this entire time. Um, and Taekwon Lewis, uh, most of these guys have injuries, but they're still listed as full practices, even though they have injuries, right? So I feel like the Colts are getting a little bit healthier as the season, you know, is ending. And, and, and it's very important to get healthier, Right. Uh, when you're coming up to, as you said earlier, the most important game of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, this is all hands on deck. And if you watch our previous episode that we just did uh, on the recap of the game, you see guys like Braden Smith who come back and, and fight through injury and, and, and leave it out all out there on the field, just have a fighting chance to get into the playoffs. And so these guys understand that the, you know, the front office understands that coaching staff understands that. And if you can go, if you can make an impact on this game, now you can't be out there and be a liability. Like there's a difference, right? If you're going to come out there and you're going to be a step slower because you can't, you don't have like that, that, that extra oomph in, in your step, or if you're going to be tentative and not hit, or you can't block somebody because you're, you're banged up, catch the ball, whatever it is. You don't need to be out there. But if you can be out there and give me – if you say, Coach, I'm 80% and I can give you 100% of my 80%, I need you out there because your 80% is better than 99.999% of the world when it comes to playing this football game. And so, you know, um, all hands are going to be on deck for this game. You better believe it. That's why I said injury reports will shrink come game time for both teams because guys are going to get out there and get active. Yeah. So – 
this is two different, completely two different teams than what the uh, that faced off each other week two of this year, where the Indianapolis Colts beat the Houston Texans thirty-one to twenty, and it was a pretty dominating performance. But was it really? Because it was one of those performances where the Colts have had like four of these this year, where they got outgained dramatically in yardage, where the other team had more first downs, had more time of possession, all of that, and yet still fell where the the Colts ended up on the positive end of the WL slot, right? Uh, even though they were outgained and everything. CJ Stroud, that was his first game that he just blew up 300 and some yards and touchdowns and all that. And Stroud's been just consistently since then playing very, very good football. Um, but he's missing a lot of pieces uh, that he had earlier in the year. His rookie wide receiver is no longer there. He's on IR for the rest of the year, right? Um, you got Robert Woods has been banged up, right? You got Noah Brown that's banged up. Um, and this is a situation where it's all, to me, it feels like this game is heavily, heavily on the shoulders of that rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans for that team. I mean, but if you look at it from a standpoint of when has it not been heavily on his shoulders all year, right? Like they wouldn't be in the position that they are right now. if They didn't have good quarterback play or decent quarterback play. Um, and so like, I don't, I, I, I want this episode to be just completely neutral so that we all can go into this week with a clear mindset. Right. And so like, I'm going to start off by saying like, CJ Stroud impressed a lot of people because you didn't you don't know what you're gonna get out of a rookie quarterback. You know, um, yeah, he blew up against us that game and he kind of hasn't looked back since in, in in a sense of like, okay, we know he can play <laughs> in the in the NFL. Um, and we could talk about the injuries to the receiver receiving core, but they've still been, you know, stacking up wins and they're still in the same position that the Colts are in. Exactly. It's gonna come down to the better quarterback play at the end of the day. Um Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What offensive line is going to come up, come into play and show up? And who's going to be able to run the ball consistently when we're looking at the offensive side of the ball? I and mean, then on defense, man, there's just two different styles of defense here, right? And so there's this is a sit back zone kind of concept that Gus Bradley has and let your front four rush. And then Houston's got guys to kind of pin their ears back and they're going to, they're going to blitz some, some, some linebackers. They're going to, they're going to, you know, throw mm-hmm. some a lot of line st- stunts up front to get our office line to kind of move around and have to be able to pass twists off and stuff like that. And so, you know, um, it really comes down to turnovers on the offensive side of the ball. Like, like we said, you know, Minshew's been what seven touchdowns to two interceptions uh, the past few weeks. So we're going to need that to be a, another co- consistent on, on his resume to be, cons- to be safe with the football and then we also just need to confuse. See, that's one thing about sitting back and, and, and it's not uh, not to Gus Bradley because he knows what he's doing. 
But when you have a rookie quarterback, sometimes sitting back in a zone is a lot easier for him to read and try to pick apart and find a hole in the zone than it is to confuse him with exotic looks and blitzes and stuff like that, right? And so, like, you let a guy like that sit. But there's then there's a double there's, – there's a, there's, a, there's a positive to it, too, because – he can't really take off and run like how he wants to run when you're in zone because you got a guy, you got guys sitting in zones around the field as opposed to man coverage where you can run everybody off and just drive back and take off. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's one mastermind against another. When you look at the head coaches, when you look at D'Amico Ryan's, he's defensive guy. He's going to have some stuff cooked up. You look at Shane and Shane's going to have some offensive stuff cooked up. And it's really going to come down to who can out coach uh, and out and outthink each other um throughout this week right and this is why you hire you made your hire in houston's why you made your hire in indianapolis so that you can have a coach that can scheme and out scheme the other team and this is going to be a game where i guarantee man these head coaches will be up past midnight all all the rest of this week and put and putting in new stuff we got to stop putting in new stuff um come thursday because you don't have like you just have to let the guys play but they're going to be a couple of new wrinkles um, that the Colts have never seen and a couple of wrinkles that Houston's never seen uh, come this game because this is the game we pull them out at. Like, this is the this is when the annexation of Puerto Rico comes into play. If, we, if we're all little Giants fans, for those that are younger than if you, you know, uh, grew up or was born past 95, you probably don't know. But the annexation of Puerto Rico was that final trick play that the little Giants ran to beat the Cowboys. Um, and so it's going to have to have something like that where, Man, it's going to come down to a fake punt. Don't be don't be surprised to see a fake punt in this game or a fake a fake field goal or something like that, right? Because uh, this is just one of those games you got to pull out all the stops. I don't think the Colts have had a fake punt this year. They just so. straight went for it, you know, without you yeah. know trying to fake anything. Um, but look, Houston's front four it reminds me a lot of the Colts when it comes to just how effective they are. Right. I mean, they are, they got four guys now granted, like I said, Johnson Greener did not play last week uh, due to injury. And he is the dude over there, 12 and a half sacks on the season. Right. But Will Anderson, the rookie's got seven sacks. Sheldon Rankin's got six sacks, you know, Malik Collins got five sacks. Now, you know, a couple of those guys, like I said, not practicing, but, it's going to be a very, very huge task on, like you said earlier, you know, which offensive line is going to win out against the defensive line, uh, in my opinion, and, and, and hold off on, you know, the blitzes and different packages and stuff of that nature, because no matter who's sitting back at quarterback, whether it is a, a young rookie Stroud or a wily vet like, you know, Gardner Minshew, pressure changes games period and you got to be able to let your quarterback have those two and a half three seconds you know during a game in order to be able to you know look around and feel comfortable in that pocket don't let him feel hurried all the time no matter who is back there so it's it's again to me it feels like it's going to be a trenches game and i think it's going to have a lot not just on special teams like what you're talking about. I think you're going to see some weird defensive looks, right, to try to confuse offensive plays where you're going to, you know, try to hide uh, maybe a cover zero, 
right? You know, or something of that nature where you you, you might have a, a an outside corner blitz, right? And, you know, where, where the free safety might take over, you know, his position and, you know, move some guys around, things of that stuff you don't see a lot, especially maybe not so much with the Colts, but <laughs> – but with this Houston team, uh, D'Amico Ryan's he's 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 known for like what you said, you know, bringing up some pretty wild looking blitz schemes, and the Colts got to be ready for that. Yeah, man. They, I mean, this is one of those times where, you know, if you uh, can think it and draw it up, and you've seen them run it before, you better be practicing it. Uh, and this is for both teams, right? And so, you know, you're gonna see some crazy exotic stuff, and that's only to confuse it. It might just be a base base defense. That they're running, but they make it look crazy before the snap, and then everyone kind of falls back into place. You see that a lot, man. You see, like when I was playing, like we called it magic, but it was when all the defense alignment they were just walking around, <laughs> literally just walking around. The defensive tackle will be outside of the, you know, outside of the the the, the offensive tackle, and and defensive end will be, you know, act like he's about to, you know, run in there, and then they're all just moving around and before the snap of the ball and they all hit their right spots and they hit it. Right. So you have to decipher who's down, who's up, who's a linebacker, who's not coming. All right. Those four are down. We know those four are down. So no matter what, we're blocking those four first. So we're just declaring who the mic is. And then we just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Make, make our line calls and can go, go about it that way. So you're going to see crazy stuff, man. You're going to see something um, that you haven't seen before. And this, all it is, is like, don't try to do too much. Play within yourselves, play for each other, and just understand what the game plan is and trust in your techniques and fundamentals. And it just comes down to football one-on-one after that. There's going to be nothing that you've you, – there's going to be – there might be something that you've never seen before, but at the end of the day, if you apply your blocking rules to it, you will be fine, right? You have to be able – that's where the smarts come in and be able to, you know um, – be able to decipher uh, something that fast is what makes you an elite player. This is a game I feel like you know, we, we we talked about, you know, where defensively for the Texans, he's going to bring out some things. Shane Steichen, don't hold back this game, right? you got some plays that you ain't played yet this year. I'm sure you do. You know, when it comes into situations, bring them out, right? Use them because uh, this is this is a game. It's It's, it's all or nothing. And look, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I want to be shocked. I, I want. I want to. I want to be like, well, that's something I ain't seen before. You know, that's that's what I, I I got used to seeing that in the first half of the season with Shane Steichen on his plays. I was like, well, that was neat. I like that. You know, uh, that same formation on that RPO, and you got four different freaking things you could do out of that formation with the exact same look. That's pretty dang on awesome. You know, I want to see some stuff like that because to me, I think that kind of stuff where you know you, you got the same exact formation, same movement, same motion, everything, but you can do four different things with that same thing. You know, and let the quarterback decide, you know, what's happening right there, you know, uh, from looking over the defense and going, well, we're going to run it now or we're going to pull it and have him run it or I'm going to run it or I'm going to throw it or whatnot. That's some stuff I'd like to see. Uh, Keep the defense guessing, make them commit to something. And, you know, you can then play off of that commitment. Yeah, I mean, um, 
They got to – this is – this is. I'm telling you right now, this is the game that these coaches are going to be up all night and just and, – and it's going to come down to them getting their players to believe, right? Like them understanding it. And, and honestly, you know, Houston's in a tougher spot. Like let's be clear. Houston's in a way tougher spot to get that message conveyed to the players by the head coach just because of – the youth, the inexperience, especially at quarterback, right? Like this is something where this moment could be too big for CJ. It just might just, just be too big for him. Or or he could become a man overnight and rise to the occasion. But we don't know until, until Saturday at 8, 8 o'clock. So this is going to be interesting to see because the message has to get conveyed to the players. It's all or nothing. And they know it, right? So who has the locker room one over the best? Excuse me. I don't know. Is it Houston or is it the, is it Indy? And like I, I say that because when I I go back to this all the time, but we were in that little playoff race, we had checked out as a team. As much as the coaches stayed up, stayed after, stayed late, came in early, beat it into our our heads about winning, and we went out, we go to playoffs, yada yada yada. It didn't matter. We were checked out. So, who has the locker room? Shane or D'Amico? Right. Who's got the locker room? It's a tougher sell for Houston because now we got to fly all the way up to Indy. I got my rookie quarterback coming off of a concussion. I got some guys that are banged up. I don't know if everyone is is is, is bought in or believes in this in this situation. And the Colts are like, yeah, come on. We play well at home. We do. You know, we play well at home. We were on a little roll. We had a great win last week. Right. Like we understand. Like I, I read Jonathan Taylor's. uh post-game interview, and he was talking about how guys understood the severity of the situation. So they're starting to understand what's going on and what needs to be done, right? So they both believe in what needs to get done. It's just now it comes down to who's going to play for each other and who, who's all bought into the, to the coaching staff. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, this is a huge, monstrous game. I mean, prime time, Saturday night football, right? I mean, this is huge. And here's the deal. You talk about how it's, it's a little tougher for the Texans. Home field advantage is important. And we this is a prime time game. You know, you're going to have the entire nation watching and you're going to be sitting in Lucas Oil Stadium in a very ruckus crowd for a fan base that knows what's on the line. You know, been wanting to get back to the playoffs this whole time. It's going to be incredibly loud. You talk about how, you know, it's an uphill battle for the Texans. They got to deal with crowd noise. And that is a real thing in certain stadiums. In Indianapolis, Peyton Manning has trained <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts fans on when to be dead silent on offense. And then when the defense is out there for the Colts to be incredibly loud to try to make it difficult for the quarterback to, you know, make his motions and, and, and different stuff of that nature uh, at the line of scrimmage. So, um it's going to be important if you're if you're watching this or listening to this and you're going to be at the game, 
be as loud as you can, especially <laughs> on third down. <laughs> I guarantee you that Houston's going to be pumping in some crowd noise at practice. Um, you know, I guarantee that they went out and got some super big speakers and they are blasting the music. They are blasting artificial crowd noise in there all practice all week so they can get used to uh, just for it to be chaotic a little bit. Um, I guarantee the coaches are probably going to make things a little bit more difficult. Um, they probably won't have pads on, so it's going to be flying around week at practice for both teams. Um, and it's really just going to come down to, you know, who's going to be more of a veteran, who's going to, who has more leadership on the team, who's going to have guys dialed in and locked in. Um, but yeah, man, they're going on the road. They, they, they have everything stacked against them for this game. Everything. And the Colts, if they take advantage of it, they can take advantage of those disadvantages that Houston has, right? And so, um, like I said, we can throw all this talk out the window because, once again, this is a, a divisional game, and anything goes in a divisional game. And it could be a team that could be – they could be 0-15, 0-16 at the end of the season, and it's a divisional game, and they're going to fight like hell, just like last year when the Colts packed it up when they went down to Jacksonville. So um, – Anything can happen in this game. They just have to come out and play like they played in, the, in all the times that they got wins this year mm. and forget about the losses, but they have to learn from those losses to not make those same mistakes um, for them to be able to win this game, right? And so getting after the quarterback, confusing him, um, having guys really dialed in in the back in, in the in the backfield for us, right? So because we, we need it, we need a solid running game. Uh, in this game, we had a solid, solid running game. I, I see the frustration, but we we really need it, man. This is this is a crucial time to take the pressure off of Minshew, so you don't, we're not forcing him to have to constantly throw the football. Because at the end of the day, as 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 well as he's played these last few weeks, there's still a little bit of holding your breath a little bit, right? And no one can tell me that they're just fully confident in everything he's been doing. So they have to come out and play well, man. Yeah, see that I was say, I had that look at my face for a reason they got a really good run defense the texans do they only allow 3.3 yards of carry i mean that's that's outstanding in the nfl right and uh you talk about how you need to run the game run the ball that's that's so important for the indianapolis colts just for everything that the indianapolis colts does get the, the passing game going uh help protect Minshew. Uh, eat clock, you know, control the game, things of that nature. But the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm worried about is something that I've, I've noticed from Steichen. If you're not getting four, five, six, seven yards of carry every time you carry the ball, Steichen seems to kind of pull away from the run game a bit. You know, I've noticed that. You know, and in my opinion, if you just get three yards in the first half first quarter you know per carry at least you're getting some positive yards and you're forcing the the defense to respect the run game every time you line up for a play action or rpo or something you mm -hmm. know uh it may not be there early but the more you do it the more likely it's going to be there later on in the second part second half of the game and uh i i just i hope that if i'm not saying it will if the run game is not really super effective in the first half, Shane Steichen doesn't just completely go away from it, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully he doesn't he doesn't go away from it, but you know, also we have to see what the score is too, right? And so, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but I know what you mean, though. I, I I know what you mean. Like if 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 it ain't you know big time runs, he's like he's like, all right, I'm just gonna throw the football, and we we don't we don't revisit the run game, and so I can see the frustration in that. Um, but you know, here's the deal: like, hopefully it comes down to us just having to eat clock and just run the football, run the football, run the football, pound it out. Um, as opposed to, you know, not having the success that he feels we should have in the run game, then you should start throwing the ball for the rest of the game. And now we get it, we throw a pick because of it, or we get somebody banged up or, you know, so I'm with you, man. This game is going to come down to the wire. Point blank mm-hmm. period. I don't see it being a blowout. If this is a blowout, I'll be highly shocked. I, I, I would I would really be shocked that, you know, either one of these teams didn't show up. And yeah. so this is a game where you – Man, these are the games that you want to play for, like playing as a player. Like, these are the games that you're juiced up for, man. Like this is the game where, like, I'm probably gonna get home right about now, and I'm I'm cracking the iPad open. I'm still watching film. You know, like I'm 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 hungry. I want this win because hell, this is this is to get into the playoffs, and we'll just see what happens after that. But let's just get in first, right? So this is one of those games where, man, I, this this makes me want to suit it back up. But I know good and well. My body will fall apart. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's, it's time to get into the game's predictions. Donald, who you got winning and why? Well, I have the Colts winning this one. I got them winning by a field goal. Um, I'm going to say three points um, or less, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I laid it out of why. Inexperience, you know, travel, away game. Um, you know, just uh, lack of lack of leadership. But on the other hand, you know, the Texans do have a player's coach that they're all playing for, a guy that knows how to get these guys riled up, and you have a firecracker and a young quarterback that can create a spark. I just don't know if it's time yet for him to be the guy. I think they're building a solid foundation, but I think this is where it stops at in Indianapolis on Saturday night. I got the Indianapolis Colts winning. Uh, I, I, I got a kind of similar kind of feel to how the, the Raiders game was for the Colts, where, I you know, it's going to feel like the, the game is uh, a lot further away than what the score actually is because I feel like the Colts are going to move the ball between the 20s but then settle for a lot of field goals, you know, and that's going to be a problem. Got the Colts winning 23 to 17. All right. So think about 23. That's a lot of field goals. All right. Uh, to get to that number under normal circumstances, that's two touchdowns and then what? Three field goals. So, uh, or four, you know, three, three field goals. Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. Not so, but when you got a guy like Matt Gay, you can rest, rest uh, comfortable every time you come to a situation where it's fourth and four. Right or something of that nature, let him go out there, put points on the board, right? That's that's how I see it. It's all about taking points where you can get them because at this point you need to take the points when you can get them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, unless you're down three scores or something. Uh, but this is a game where I feel like it's, it's going to be kind of back and forth like you're talking about where, you know, the Colts might get outgained offensively in this game. But I feel like the Colts will 
score when it matters. When they get to the other side of the field, they'll get far enough to where they, if they're not putting it get in the end zone, they'll at least get points on on a on a touchdown or something. So, or, or on a field goal. So, yeah, this is this is one of those games where they could get beat. Like I said, on all the important stats except for the final score. <laughs> right. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Man, you're right on that. So. You know, we'll see. I think the Colts have the edge here. But like I said, this is a divisional game. Anything can happen. Um, you know, obviously we want to see the Colts make the playoffs um, and turn, you know, get back in. It's been a few years. And so hopefully they can, you know, right the ship and it starts, you know, Saturday night. Absolutely. Can't wait to watch the game. If you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to smash that like button. Hit subscribe if you're not subscribed. Tag that notification bell so that you are notified next time we go live or upload a video. And if you're listening to this on any platform for audio podcasts, make sure you leave a review and share this to your favorite social media. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. Uh, that was Donald Thomas. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts, baby. Do you believe? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.